welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our newest episode of Cognac Corner. And today we have James Lewis. Say hello, James. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Uh, so me and James are Jesus. <laughs> me and James are new friends. <laughs> um, are we new friends though? It's like from afar. Volleyball. Right. Volleyball right. pulled us together. Yeah, we've seen each other for years. We've right. never made the proper introductions right. or hung out till the week we had we had playoffs and um nobody came honey nobody was there besides us which is fine and this is how we having this great moment now right we kicked it and drank absolutely we did <laughs> us me you cory shout out to you cory you're supposed to be here yes you are cory so uh, blame yourself for missing this uh amazing conversation and moment all right so, James, you are my first gay man on Cognac Corner. Hey, everybody. What's up? Holler. How you doing? <laughs> for my Wendy watchers. <laughs> How you doing, Wendy? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? I do thank you for being the first. Yeah, sure. So, my first question is, when did you come out? So, I came out whenever I was 18. Okay. I had experiences all whenever I was very young, and then 18, I was like, okay, finally, I need to break the mold. Mm-hmm. Be who I want to be. I had girlfriends in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, every there's you'll hear a lot of gay men with these types of stories, especially the older generation. They mm-hmm. are married with children. You know, before right. it was like widely accepted. Um. So yeah, I went through all that, and then it was it can't. If there was just a turning point where I said, you know, enough's enough. I'm tired of being told who I should be, mm-hmm. and I'm done. I'm just gonna be me, and I've never looked back since. And I encourage everyone to just be themselves. And so when you came out at 18, yeah. um, how did your parents take it? It's like, what, what was the, the process? So you played the role mm. through your, I guess, under parents' rule, because right. they were probably funding your life. Okay. Um, and then when you came grown at 18, you said, fuck, I'm going to live my best life. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I was basically, so it was a turning point where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. If I wanted to go to college or how I wanted to do it. Um, and it was a kind of beauty school that, because my grandma and my cousin had both uh, gone through beauty school and had salons and did their thing. So, I, you know, I kind of like fell in line. Um, just that artistic ability, I guess, that I had within me that I just, I enjoyed doing it. Ever since I was a kid, I loved watching my mm-hmm. granny do it. And it was just something that I loved doing and like sharing that passion with her. And um, so, you know, for me, before I decided to, to make the jump to go to school, I was like, you know, I really need to be honest with myself mm-hmm. because I have lived not so much like a fairy tale, but just not my true self. And mm-hmm. so my dad had passed away when I was 16. So unfortunately, oh, wow. he never got a chance to know. Damn. I never, right. I mean, I'm sure to some degree he knew because mm-hmm. my mom just kind of, when I told my mom, she was just like, and, you know, it's like kind of like she already knew. And what's interesting about, you know, my story is that I grew up incredibly religious. My my family is Southern Baptist. Oh, so oh, it's... <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so people man. on my end of that spectrum, you know, typically don't ever come out because it's just the backlash that they receive with their family mm-hmm. and all of that so you know for me it was it wasn't i mean i it was hard at first and then the rest of my family just slowly kind of fell in line and figured it out mm-hmm. and i don't know you know it, it was just like a transition that everyone just kind of had a feeling everyone just kind of knew mm-hmm. and then it was just like well duh and it just i don't know it's kind of like it just became accepted whenever i started bringing men around they were like well i guess he's finally gay <laughs> like, well, so you gay gay right exactly thank you right there <laughs> Rub it in their face, honey. But um, yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, it, it wasn't too difficult for me. And and this whole thing, I read a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, that people post, and even people in my family that say, you know, you can't be Christian and be gay. Well, I'm sorry, yes, you can. 
You can have a relationship with God and be gay. Who the fuck made me gay? Right. First of all, I just didn't dream this up, and it's right. not a choice. Let me just tell all your listeners out there, anyone that's questioning that has a problem, it is not a choice, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. You either are or you're not. Just like you wake up every day, you don't choose to be straight. Right. You fall in line and say, this is what I like. Well, me too. Right, Sorry I was, I was born black. I'm like, I Thank said, you, no, I, I can't change pick, my skin color. Well, let me pick the hardest I color. Yeah, I know. Some of this, I'll take that hue right there. Yeah, give me that color. If I could have done color. that, I would have said a little bit darker, please. Thanks, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not quite Wesley, but living like Drake. No, well, in between, <laughs> maybe some of that. Uh, right, I want to be light-skinned. Yeah. So you are a stylist by profession? I was, yeah. I was a stylist. Now I do an analyst job. Business okay. analyst, marketing, graphic design, and contracts is my thing now. Damn. So, so yeah, still get... in the creative field, right. but just not person to person like this. I do everything over instant message and mm-hmm. video chat. Okay. Yeah. Right. How'd you get from doing from hair to doing that? You know, I started in the field in hair. I mean, this is not difficult to figure out. Salon owners, it's all about business, mm-hmm. and business has always been something that has just struck me. I just love entrepreneurship and people that are in business it's mm-hmm. they're, they're interesting to watch it's almost like whenever you have um a hamster in a cage mm-hmm. you're constantly chasing and chasing and chasing you're chasing dreams for you're trying to get clients you're mm-hmm. trying to make money you're trying to stay afloat keep the business alive like you're just you're out there doing that hustle yeah you know and so it's always been a fascination to me people think that they're you know when they see that they just get exhausted to watch people Get out there and get that hustle, make the money, get their business up and go on startups and such. For me, I find it exhilarating. I love seeing, you know, startups that just like come about and then the next thing you know, they're like, okay, now we're taking stocks and whatever. Like, who yeah. wants to, you know, give us the capital? We need the money, whatever. You know what I mean? You like and they just hunt. come up like Amazon. Look at Amazon. For an example, we're not going to talk a lot about Amazon. Well, but look, I, mean, I have my opinions, but please enlighten <laughs> I have mine too. But look at how quickly Amazon came about. Now, they took over a market. We didn't even know we had a hole in that market until mm-hmm. they came about. And then it's like, okay, now all the other brick-and-mortar stores mm-hmm. are just suffering. So actually, whenever I was going to school, what I essentially wanted to do um, is I wanted to try to develop apps and create software programs and you know social media markets that could help small businesses really support each other mm-hmm. and help them bring up. Okay. Okay, yeah. So- but then, of course, Amazon squash that because they brought out the marketplace yeah so you could create your own space on their social site right which has i mean millions of hits an hour yeah and you know then they could sell on that site now i don't know enough about that in the marketplace and how that all works you know for the amazon people out there but but essentially i wanted to create something a little bit more private yeah you know in that sense yeah yeah and the thing about amazon that i've learned recently just from watching documentaries and like a really good show i was just watching too was uh Patriot Act with mm-hmm. Hassan Minaj on uh, Netflix, and he just is break. I mean, I read I read his book, and you know, like the book was cool, but like I didn't I didn't have the same feeling from that book about uh what's his name? What's the what's the guy's name? Um, of Amazon. Um, Elon Musk. No, that's that's not. I'm thinking Tesla. Yeah, am I thinking Tesla? Uh, you thinking Tesla? And and the boy. I just company. watched him on Saturday Night Live. Um, we're gonna look him up. What is what is the guy from Amazon? Whatever his name is, his book was cool. Just on Saturday Night Live. It wasn't like it wasn't. It didn't feel the same way I felt. I didn't feel the same way I felt when I read like uh, Phil Knight's book with Nike. Mm-hmm. It felt. Are you thinking of just Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos, <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos. Like <laughs> my coworker hates him. <laughs> it is the point, uh-huh. like you know, if you're a small business and you get on on that platform and do and become successful, they copy you, then put right. you out of business. Like exactly. fuck, like you can't win for well, losing. Well, 
I mean, let's to a degree. Apple is a good, you know. Shout out to Apple. I mean, without them, Hello. I would have no podcast. Thank let's you. Be honest. And yeah, everything. I'm in the ecosystem. Let me just throw that out there you before my, I get, you get my money religiously. <laughs> Thank you. Every time, mm-hmm. upgrade. Okay, here I go. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, they kind of created the same thing. BlackBerry came out. You know, they had their little device. Nokia had their little device. Apple came out and they sideswept the whole nation with, okay, mm-hmm. here's a better device. We took what all they did and yeah. made it better. And that right. continues to happen. Whenever, you know, you have these new releases, who comes out with all the shit first? Samsung, mm-hmm. LG, you know, Sony, they come out with all their stuff. And then Apple is the last to carry. Like, look at the Google yeah. Pixel phone. Right. Pixel came out uh, actually in October this year, so that's a lie. Google, <laughs> I was looking at the Pixel phone. Yeah. Because I was considering switching. But yeah, generally Apple is the last to unveil what it, you know, their technology and what they have. Right to offer so and you know it's a strategy i think think americans forget like worldwide apple is not the monster it is in the united states yeah apple has the marketing that it's almost like you know as americans or america we sell this marketing as oh land of the free and blah 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 but we do a lot of the same dirty shit as countries we supposedly hate we just have a better uh pr engine and apple's the same way you know what i'm saying like i'm I'm in they i'm sold but i understand those that enjoy the freedom and the openness of other platforms but what apple does great is uh, with closed ecosystem for people that not are not that technically sound or just need simplicity and style because we like we nice we like nice looking shit we sure do and we don't mind paying for it it satisfies that american oh it's an absolute want yeah. It's not a need anymore it's a want yeah it's did i need to upgrade my iphone to the newest one from the 7 plus hell no mm-hmm. But I wanted to do it. Even I mean, there was some. Even found out they was fucking us with uh, the up the the software At upgrade. Obsolescence. Down. It was the obsolescence. I had to look that up. My coworker said, "Oh yeah, your phone's messed up because of obsolescence. Planned obsolescence." Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, mm-hmm. they wouldn't do that. They did it. <laughs> they absolutely did it." And got caught in the. Got, got caught. What pissed me off about phone. Apple is that I, you know, I had the iPhone Seven Plus mm-hmm. and I got the this, you know, jet black thing, and it was like, I was, oh, it's the last one I'm ever going to buy. You mm-hmm. know how you say things like that. Mm-hmm. And I had it for two years, and what pissed me off is that, you know, I did a software upgrade to the newest, whatever it was, 11 at the time, or yep. 10, I don't know. And it basically, my battery went from 52%, because, you know, you got to be above 50 to do the upgrade. Yeah. And it was still plugged in, down to 2%. I was like, this isn't right. Yeah. It didn't take a whole day to, you know, do this update. Right. And so then I called Apple as soon as it was downloaded, and I said, you know, this is what happened. And they're like, oh, it's probably nothing to put it back on the charger. It's fine. I was like, okay. We lived like that for a while. And then they came out in the headlines. Oh, there's an issue with the batteries overheating and blah, 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 blah. They were like, instead of $79 for a new battery for your phone, we'll charge you $29. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, that should be free. Yeah, you fucked you it up. Problem. Thank you. So I you called said, and yeah. complained, but whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm never. I'm not going to pay the 29 bucks to get my battery fixed. I'll mm-hmm. jump into another phone. And there are probably people out there that are like, well, why would you do that? It's a waste of money. Because you get the better technology. Yeah. It changes every single solitary time. My cram- camera was crap compared to the new camera. Correct. It's terrible. Yeah. Correct. So, all right, back to the gay thing. Back to the gay thing. <laughs> the we had a had an apple apple uh, tangent. <laughs> we can always talk technology and Absol- business. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and we'll get we'll get back to those very shortly. So, my question: How is the gay scene in St. Louis? What first? Ooh. How is it? Where is it? And where, <laughs> where do you think it's going next? Oh, honey, um, I have traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. So let me start there. I've traveled a lot this summer. Um. It's been an absolute blessing to go to a lot of different cities and check out a lot of different communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in comparison, I'll talk my you know our community here, and then I'll venture out and Please tell you do. about it. Yeah. In other cities, um, so here, here it's it's very different. 
you know, the gay ecosystem, I'll call it here, is very um, clicky. Mm-hmm. So you have groups, you have groups of sports, you have groups of just bitchiness. You know, mm-hmm. you just, you have your caddy groups of, of the younger, you know, I'm 32, let me just throw it out there. Mm-hmm. So whenever I was growing up, it was much different. We were all very much in this ecosystem together of support of, we're not fully accepted, but, you know, we're tolerated. And mm-hmm. if we don't pull together, we're going to get beat the fuck up. So right. we might as well join arms together, make a chain, and support each other and love each other and create, you know, and just cohabitat. That's basically mm-hmm. what it was. Well, now it's different. Of course, it's more widely accepted, obviously. Yeah. And so it's easier to to kind of come out now than it was whenever I came out. Yeah. And so as a result... It's much different. The bars have even changed. Whenever I was 18, 16, going mm-hmm. out to the bars, <laughs> 21, we just danced all night. You yeah. would get to the bar at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. You'd watch the drag show. Uh-huh. You would dance till 4 in the morning, not realizing what time it was because you had been, you know, given some drinks in the middle of all the right. night, you know, illegally. Walk out the door to the car and there's the sun. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, you know, right. that feeling of just disgust, overwhelmth, uh-huh. <laughs> food, you know, <laughs> just drunk, everything, <laughs> nasty feeling. But you know what? You just, you went on about your business and went to work four hours later. It was yeah. terrible. But you know, I was young. I could, I could do that back right, then. The now, thank you. Right now, it's not like that. Take when you four days to get back, right? Yeah, more than you know. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever you go to the bars, you know, nothing against the bar owners who I absolutely love. The kids just stand around. They stand around, they talk, they're on their phone, they're texting, and they're just drinking. They're standing. Yeah. Honey, I was skinny and muscular as fuck because all we did was just dance and dance and keep right. dancing again. And whatever they passed around is whatever you had. Yeah. Whatever it was. I mean, and, and, that, and that's the same. And it could be even, bad or good. I think it's just the generation has changed. They have so much access to. It is access. To, good word. To it. So, like, it's not. They don't appreciate the moment. No, and I think it's interesting. I was watching the new Will and Grace when it, you know, started back. Yeah. The new season of Will and Grace. And yeah. one of the actors on there, I can't think of his name, but I love him from uh, Pitch Perfect, the guy, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, was hitting on Will, you know, and and Will made a really awesome point, which I'm glad that they struck that. And it struck a chord within me, um, that it was not always this easy. It was not always easy being gay. It was not always yeah. free to be gay. Yeah. It was a much harder life. And so... No offense to people of, you know, a different age that are younger and even that are older mm-hmm. because it's been easier on me than it's been on them Correct. as it's been, you know, harder on me as it's been on them yeah. other way around. But, you know, it's, you have to appreciate and accept where we've come from, mm-hmm. where we've been, how far we've taken it and where we're going. Right. And so, you know, you can't forget that. And I, one of the things that people always bitched me about pride for is, you know, it's basically just like what we call whore fest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you walk the streets, <laughs> whatever you see is what you get, honey. You see a Johnny on the spot. There's a tree over there. I'll see you at the bar later, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And yes, to a degree that is, <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a piece of maybe what it is. But, you know, we you have to remember what Pride is about. And I think that's yeah. one of my biggest complaints. I just totally did a full circle out of this conversation. You but take Pride, it for granted. Right. Yeah. Pride was mainly a, a celebration of how far we've come and, and the fact that we're all celebrating it together. And that, like I said, we were a chain. We supported right. each other. Not like it is now. It's, it's like the older generation, like there was life and death to come out. Like your whole right. world could be taken away by being instant war. notice. Exactly. And you guys came came around and like there was a lot of hate crimes. You know, a lot of people passed and suffered. And even today, there is so much suicide that revolves around mm-hmm. and hate still crimes right. that revolve around people that don't want to come out. And for those people, if you have people that are listening or anybody out there, you're not alone. Like that's right. the most important thing you can possibly remember. Everyone that has come out 
has been through a, this awful crossword where it's like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself, do you want the weight to be lifted or do you just want to keep bearing those 50,000 extra pounds mm-hmm. on your back every day? Like, what's it worth it to you? Vince, why do you not? Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, to answer your question, you know, the the gay community here is, it's it's not the same as other cities that I've been to. And when I say other cities, I'll tell you, New York, mm-hmm. Chicago, I went to New Orleans this um, summer, this past summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in Nashville. I've been in California. We went to San Diego. So I'm actually going to Chicago this weekend. Thank God. I'm sorry. I missed that. I call Chicago home because it is my second home. I hear you. Um, hey. I mean, it's, it's an A city. Like what you're saying Chicago, reflects yes. the philosophy of the city, gay or straight, because yes. Chicago's economically and culturally is more advanced and people from different places go it's there It's incredibly too. diverse. Yes. And that's what I have learned so much so to appreciate, respect, and love. I've fallen in love with everything about Chicago. Mm-hmm. The people, the atmosphere. I'm a water person, so of course I love the water. Yeah. But, um, and the beach. And I play volleyball in the sand. Hey. Right. Hey. Um, right. <laughs> hey, but, bitch. Hey. You know, and they have a huge gay community. Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly, incredibly big. When I go up there, even people that I don't know, and I think one of the biggest things that I like about Chicago is how it's just so touristy. Mm-hmm. So many people come from out of town, so you meet so many friends. Yeah. A couple years back, you know, I was there for market days. We go every year. It's my birthday. And so, um, when's your birthday? August. Okay. It's in the dead of summer. Oh, and so we go to market days. It's always in Chicago. It's right after Pride. It's, you know, bounces between two different Prides that I go to. Mm-hmm. And so we go and celebrate. And a couple of years ago, I was we were staying in an Airbnb. And this guy was just hanging out on the couch. Like, he was also from, for Airbnb. And he was from um, Israel, from Jerusalem. Hmm. You never know how you're going to meet people. or yes. You know, you never expect any kind of outcome. And I certainly didn't. And, you know, shortly after we kind of introduced ourselves, because he had just been hanging out there, and I was like, you're hanging out in the living room. Like, can we join you? Yeah. And uh, we just got, you know, started talk conversation. He was there by himself. He was traveling the United States. They do it way differently there for work. He got to take, like, a few months off. They encourage you to travel. Yeah. They help pay that dime for you. Yeah. Which I think is kind of awesome. We don't have that here. Europe, Europe shit is dope. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you have a child, like, the woman gets, like, a year off, paid by the government. Oh, yeah. Canada is one of those. Yeah. yeah. Like, are we really a first world? No. We just, once again, we're Apple. We are. America is the Apple phone of the world. We yeah. make you think this shit's dope as fuck. <clears throat> when you really get down to it, we're actually behind the Samsungs. We get oh, we to the are. crux. No, of we absolutely are. What the fuck? Well, it I is? mean, look at healthcare. You know, healthcare in majority of countries outside of ours is universal. Yeah, you're covered no matter what. No question about it. Right. Right. You shouldn't have to sit there and wonder to yourself, can I really afford to have this surgery that I desperately need to be able to get be active and move around and do whatever I need to do, or do I just want to sit here and deal with the pain because I can't afford it? It's terrible. I keep my lights on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I got to keep yeah. my lights on and keep my kids supported. It's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, it's so different per country. We went to um, this thing called Decadence. <laughs> it's this major gay event. Your life will never be the same if you go. Where I'm is that warn you. It's in New Orleans. Okay. And, you know, everything, every other city, including New York, the vibe is just so different in the community. You're, I feel more supported whenever I'm in a different city than I do when I'm here. Yeah. Um, but that, you have to take, a, you know, gay men, shout out to you, gay men. How you doing? <laughs> We're all about the look. And uh-huh. if you don't feel you're, that you're, certain you're look, man, like men are men, men are aesthetics, like men, gay or straight. There's, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this because my, we talk about this pretty frequently in my little friend circle at work. Straight men look at each other and other men differently than gay men look at 
each other and other men. Mm-hmm. When a straight man looks at a guy, typically they don't really do a lot of the eye contact. It's more like, where's the tip of your nose, your mouth, maybe like your forehead. Like they don't look, like sometimes they'll look directly at you, but not typically. Mm-hmm. Whereas a gay man, like we're analyzing your face. It's like I got the radar vision and I'm like, okay, what's perfect, what's not. <laughs> you know oh, what shit. I mean? Like we look My at Rebel you. Cop. Eye color, like, like, right. <laughs> what's what's good, what's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're more analytical in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it would be the same way like if a guy kind of walked into a girl, like, oh, she's got a booty, oh, she's got yeah. a leg. Okay. She a little curvy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, damn, <laughs> yeah. Look at that, that hair. Yeah, that... Oh my god, that smell. Yeah. Uh, what is Ooh, she wearing? The yeah, hell? Oh. That's Versace. <laughs> <laughs> I want some Givenchy. But yeah. Then you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's you know, it's we have very interesting chat around the table. Yeah. But you know, it's it's that's that's the stigma. Right. And, and you know, so it is it's it's different. And I encourage people to travel. I'm always encouraging people yeah. to travel. Spend the money. You can make more money, but you can't make memories. Correct. Spend it. You don't. You don't know how much time you got. You, you, you take don't. It, can't take it with you. I totally you agree. You cannot. When I travel, I feel the same way. Um, diversity wise, like you know, you like damn, like when I go to California, Colorado, wherever I travel to. Oh, Colorado! My God, that's another thing. Denver was such a different vibe. Mm-hmm. What about Denver? We it, went to Denver. It was so fucking different. Yeah. Denver was amazing, and it wasn't because they were high as fuck. It was because they were just like, "Welcome to the mountains." Like mm-hmm. it's just here's what it is. Need yeah. some sex right over there? Go glow party? Come on over. It's so like here, here's like, like who who are you? What do you like? It, like it's a threat here to be <laughs> nice. I'll just be hey. It's not. It's a, it's a threat. And you meet some nice people. Yeah. After a while, but like the initial meet is like, who the fuck are you? What do you want? Oh yeah. We take away from me like oh, right. it's like welcome. How can we? How, welcome to our home you right. know like it's like why do i not feel this welcome at places i pay taxes at and rent <laughs> and i call another place travels like hey what's going on i'm like hey what's right. got hey all right i can fuck with y'all it's like <laughs> i don't want to go home yeah it makes and they wonder why the population has decreased because they don't do a good job or be honest with the how there's no reason that we have two mayors i mean the mayor of the same city St. Louis executives and all these different municipalities, Kirkwood, Brimwood, are fighting with each other. Right. You can't compete. That's why you, that's why you lose Chicago and right. like why you can't compete with real cities because they are one unit. Right. Don't get me wrong. Chicago has the good and bad. Everywhere it does, but they work as a unit. It's not like these little counties fighting over scraps. Like y'all right. missing out on fucking a gold mine fighting over fucking these gold dust. But that's that. I mean, this last slave state needs to act like one. Right. And that's why they, they don't get why you have all, certain places coming up, you know, places in situ West End, surrounding flu and shit. But like you still can't compete with Chicago or Denver because your your politics and your whole culture is so behind. Y'all keep moving further west. And it's very, yeah. It's then very your grandkids different. move back in the city and say, fuck people. I've been here because y'all didn't want me out there. Now you want me. No, fuck y'all. Right. It's fucked up. Let it's me strange. stay where I want to stay. Exactly. Right. Where I appreciate the most. Mm-hmm. And are we going to talk about inequality? Hey, let have it. Because there is something that I'm always interested. I don't have the answer to this. I have the question. Okay. I like all types of men, men of color, men mm-hmm. of different um, origin. I don't care, you know, what your background is. I couldn't give a flying fuck. But what I find very interesting whenever I've dated men of color mm-hmm. is that it's not, it's, this is going to sound terrible, but it's, it's so much less widely accepted in the black community mm-hmm. to be gay, openly gay, mm-hmm. than it is in the white community. Now oh, ask yeah. yourself. Whenever you've had to deal with people who are racist on a daily basis, whenever you have to deal with um, the status quo of, you know, mm-hmm. like for here, it's terrible. We know how mm-hmm. terrible it is here with police crime and everything mm-hmm. else. I mean, brutality is just, let's, we, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. But, you know, what I don't understand about 
different communities. And I actually, uh, we could talk about a gentleman that I just met the other night that's uh, Indian, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he just moved here less than two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be here. He's stationed here for a year, mm-hmm. um, working in some kind of hotel chain. And he, you know, his, he's like, I can't, like, nobody knows. My roommates don't even know. I'm like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Your roommates have no idea? You were just over here with me. Your roommates have not a clue. You don't act straight. <laughs> I mean, right. let's be real. Uh, right. We can see through you. Call but anyways, well, and he's like, right. He's like, yeah, my parents don't know. I could never come out to them because if, you know, I have to go back to India. And it's like, well, then you better get married and stay here yeah. because it's not looking good for you. Yeah. He's like, oh, and I said, are they going to set you up in an arranged marriage? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's, that is the possibility. That's the culture. I'm like, that's, honey, yeah. you need to stay here. What, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. How can I help you help <laughs> What do I need to do? Sign yeah. here. Um, <laughs> stay, <laughs> bitch, stay. But uh, yeah, I just, I find that to be very ironic. There's so much irony in that. Whenever it is not widely accepted across the black community yeah. to be gay, whenever you all have had to deal with so much. Isn't that baffling? I don't understand. I mean, I've, I've asked my people that too mm-hmm. on my side. I've asked my friends, like, can you answer this question? No one knows the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. You all, and that includes us too, we all want to be created, uh, treated equal. Mm-hmm. We were all created equal. You know, we want to be treated equal. But there's so much out there that's so negative in the community for people of color to come out as, you know, and be them who they are. I mean, I think the best answer I have for that question would be like, I mean, we as black people, we still suffer from slave mentality. Absolutely. You know, and we, we attach ourselves to a religion that wasn't ours, yeah. which being Christianity to get us through the pain of slavery. I mean, next year will be 400 years since we first arrived on this on this country, 1619. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're, we've, we've only been free. With air quotes, right. 1954. Right. So that's not a big window. Right. And, you know, like any like being in a beast relationship, that, that mental abuse is hard to let go. So when you are also rewarded for bad behavior, misogynistic music and, and everything comes along with it, being gay, you're born gay. You're not something you choose. You don't, you don't, you wouldn't choose that struggle. No. Which, you know, at all. <laughs> Nobody would so choose that struggle. when you're black, you have to deal with being black first. Right. That's that's a struggle. Then right. I have to be gay and black, and that's why. And and then the cost is so high because those two things are considered negative. Depends on your audience that you have to overcome. Everyone's not strong enough to do so. That's true. Because because the cost, you lose your family. It's so much. You we don't have you much lose to begin a lot. with. Right. Thank you. You know, and you're losing you, so much as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like it's either. Tough. It's hard to, I mean, you, usually when I see gay guys, they come out like super gay, and they own it, and they just like, motherfucker, I'm gay, come get right. you some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, I'm low-key gay, and I had to play double life, because I've grown up in this family, and if I don't play this role, I lose everything. And I that's what you have to ask yourself, and that's one of the things that I've come to learn whenever I hear people's stories. It's You ask yourself, what do I want to lose the most? Mm-hmm. How much can I lose before it's like, not worth it? Because it's so fragile. You are, we already don't have enough. Because, you know, this, this system wasn't built for us to be free. We were brought here as a commodity. And then I have to confront that struggle. And then whatever my mom, dad, or whatever feel about me being this way, and I can lose it all, then where do I go? I have nothing. So I have to go into this world with nothing, starting with nothing, just to be who I am. And sometimes I just, I just rather just deal with the struggle of either hiding it and playing the role, or I guess go super hard and hopefully it turns out. It's, it's a double. It's a double. It's so being gay by itself is fifteen hundred pounds. Add another double that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it, it's costly. But those that are able are strong enough to get through it, at least are able to meet people to help them get out of it, support them through that process. They turn out get on the other side. But everyone doesn't always have that 
economical, cultural support system. So you just sort of have to bear it until hopefully you get to the point to where you can get out or have things fall your way to mm-hmm. say, you know, I can afford to come out, right. you know, because it, I mean, this is, we, we're capitalist society, you yeah. know, money is what it is. So that's the best way to handle it is that double, that double, the double, double weight and the cost is double the amount. Cause I mean, it's, it being black ain't easy. Then being black and gay is even, is, is super, super hard. Right. You know, it's like, you know, the choir director church, like, Boy, he still got some rhythm, but he sure got some rhythm. <laughs> you know He's got saying? more step than I have after three shots of espresso. You know, and I, and I think, I mean, I think it's definitely getting easier. <laughs> you know, is it, it getting easier across the board, you know, to come out and be best self and the communities right. are, you know. Oh, yeah, the culture has opened up so much more. Yeah. And, and, and the diversity. And, and, and the and, acceptance. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and I think that is, is going to help the youth. And, like, I think the internet is a tool that's showing mm. that you can get you can find that that place to be your best self right. and maybe you might have to just throw your, throw your family away you, you can't you can't you can't you, know what? you can't there are people that have to do that and and you know and you hear the story of well i've had to create my own family mm-hmm. which are your friends there's yeah. nothing wrong with that i nope. have both i've been blessed to do both i have my family family mm-hmm. who i get to see on holidays and you know sporadically throughout the year if i can especially my mom like we have a very close relationship um, yeah. and then i've got my my adopted family Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, there's a, honestly, there's more adopted family than there's family family. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, you, you tie it all together. Yeah, as like, long as you have your support system. Yeah. And there's, you know, whenever I first came, I mean, I felt incredibly alone because it's like, you really don't know how to deal with it. It's, you mm-hmm. just come out and you're like, well, that weight's been lifted, but now what's next? Well, yeah. you need a support system to be like, it's totally cool. It is what it is. It's whatever. Like, let's go here. Let's go there together. Hold, hold you can meet hand. all these other people. Right. And so there is the gay American youth here in St. Louis, which is a really great, um, awesome thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that existed when yeah. I was younger. I didn't have that. I didn't live in the city, so I didn't know anything about this program, mm-hmm. but you know, that's a great resource for, People that are young, that are, yeah. you know, on the fence about, am I, am I not? Should I, should I not? Mm-hmm. You know, it, if, hey, yeah. if you need help, at least there's a place that you can go. Right, right. Just saying. And there's housing. Uh, because that, a lot of times whenever kids come out or get, you know, there's this whole thing with the straight camp. Don't get me started with straight camp. Uh, straight camp is not a thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll just pray to gay out. You can't, pr- this is not. Uh, you know what, honey, I've been praying the gay way for 32 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still here. And I'm still blessed. I still like them, men, okay? pieces of men. <laughs> so no, it's not going away. But if it was, I it would. I would be the first to let you know. Uh, absolutely. So <laughs> with that, so oh, what, what I want to say okay. one more thing about what we were discussed is mm-hmm. there's a song out there. I'm not going to mention the artist's name, but you can look him up. The song is called Colorblind, and the lyrics are "I am colorblind." Please don't listen to this channel if you have any racism in you. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, I'm playing that no, shit. I don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't play those games. But listen to the song because corner. it's a great song. I have it on my phone, but you know, it, it's a great song. What's the artist? You want to look it up? Yeah. Please, please. Let my the friend audience... actually introduced me to this song. Um, let the audience know. It's incredible. It's an incredible song. I'll sing it at open mic for you. Hey. <laughs> Hello. I can plug my voice. Hello. Hello. Let me get in my playlist. The song is called Colorblind. And it is by the Counting Crows. Hey. Oh, hey, I like the count. I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with those guys. Yeah. It's an older song, but it's worth a listen. It's a slow song. It's nothing like upbeat and crazy like Uptown Funk You Up, but it's, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's worth a listen. No, definitely give it a listen, good guy. Anytime you have a platform, you know? That anytime you a... have a platform. That's a game winner. <laughs>
Yes! Absolutely. <laughs> Round of applause. Round of applause for the audience. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, James, for sharing. Thank yep. you. Hope they appreciate that yep. from the audience. So where do you where do you meet your dates? Like where do you meet oh, like when I say meet like give me your physical yeah. places and like on what are the what are the sites? I know we have Tinder and we have <laughs> oh. such and such. What are those options? Yeah, so you all have Tinder for, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that what I've been told is that Tinder is more for the hookup and the straight world. I, I, personally, I feel it is what you want it to be. Right. You know, I always have a... Have, you I, make it what you want it. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, the, there's no difference between a bar and Tinder. It's just that you have, it's been what you're there for. Like, I go right. to the bar, I'm on some fuck shit. I'm on some fuck shit. I'm going to the bar. I'm looking for a boo. I'm going there for a boo. So it's the same thing. I'm sitting on the bar, still looking. Yeah. Right. It's, what's, what's the difference? Not a game. Right. Might be different, but if you if you can if you can score in in real life, it translates over to the sites. It's you, true. Now, if you only good in sites and you suck in real life, now you got a problem. Yeah. Because I'm missing I've known the connection there. Many of the people that can kill it on yeah. text and shit to get in person be. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Like you, you, no was, pers- you was talking no that personality. shit. Personality. Yeah. It's all in your fingertips, honey. Come on now. That like, magic in the fingers. And it, it, now we see you looking crazy. I'm like, right. who the fuck? I, I thought exactly. who the person I met on. Yeah. That's just real uh, shit. For us, it's Grinder. Everybody out there, I'm sure, has heard of Grinder. Okay. Um, you know, Grinder is pretty much more of hookup mm-hmm. <clears throat> than anything else. Um, Chappie is a great app. I, I'm an ambassador for Chappie, so I don't mind mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Chappie is one that you have the option, and you can see people in that category. So if you choose people that are wanting to be more um, relationship-based. Mm-hmm. You can move the little toggle over, hit relationship-based. You want people that are in the middle that really don't care, really don't know, no agenda. Yeah. You're in the middle. If you want people that are just for the now, you can choose that too. I so, feel. you know, it's, yeah. And it started out very, it started in Chicago and it was very, um, it was very, you know, free in Chicago big. And then, mm-hmm. you know, slowly but surely it's starting to reach other markets. And, so, you know, yeah. St. Louis is one of the markets that is starting to really hit up in. I had somebody drive, this is going to be a great story. Somebody drive two and a half hours from Columbia. Uh-huh. To come up to my house uh-huh. on a Saturday because all I said was, "Is man, I could really use some cuddles in front of the fireplace." That's all I said. I didn't have a rough day, didn't have a rough week. <laughs> I wasn't feeling <laughs> shitty. And he said, "Oh, cool, I'm on my way." And I was like, "Oh, sweet, you know how far away we had connected." You know, the app tells you if you make a match, right? And so I made the match, and I I didn't look at the location. I just assumed, "Hey, you're probably close by." And so when he said Columbia, I was like, oh, Columbia, Illinois, you'll be here in like 20, 30 minutes. He's yeah. like, I'm in Columbia, Missouri. I was like, what? Two out, what? He's like, yeah, but I'm like reaching, he was like on 70 at this point. And I was like, holy, because I had had some other things going on in the background. Yeah. Whenever he's like, I'm on my way. And I was like, oh, I got to clean up. I got to spray tan. Right. <laughs> I got to get ready for you to be here. And, um. But no, he, uh, yeah, he came all the way from Columbia just to hang out for the night. And he, I will tell you, was a gentleman. Didn't try anything crazy uh-huh. at first. And, you know, so, and we watched movies. But yeah, it was, yeah. it was very, it was, it was a different experience, I can say. Because mm-hmm. he was like 26. And I was like, huh, you're not all about this just yet. It, yeah. it took you a minute. Went, hey, that's cool. Hey, you know, I like that you're being cool about it. Nice, low key. He's like, well, I just, he's like, I don't want to lead you into thinking that, you know, because I'm two hours away. I was like, uh, I'm not in a little relationship mode so that's mm. totally cool like you can hit it and quit it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> can you hit it and quit it keep it a buck i keep it real but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's you know lots of stories like that i've got the funnest funnest is that the word the most fun i have the most fun dating life if i can say that and i'm not even going to call it a dating life it's just my life yeah and so at some point listeners i'm going to have my own channel and it's going to be like life by james mm-hmm. and 
Honey, get down there if you want to laugh. That's all I can say. Yeah, I'll have got... you on my show. Fuck yeah, let's Hell go. Yeah. Let's get it. There's just so much, but yeah. So, it's a mess. so Grindr other and than, Chappie. Other than a couple of those apps, there are like Boy Ahoy, um, Hornet, some of those. It's not how you think it sounds, Hornet. It's like the actual, like the Wasp Hornet, I, not I W-H. thought it was, I, in my mind, <laughs> I saw the Hornet. Oh, well, That's in my I mind, I was like, Hor, W-H-O-R-E, and then the net. Hmm, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so excuse me for taking it there. But um, there are other little apps like that. And, you know, they all basically do the exact same thing. They promote people that are right next to you. You can connect quick or you can connect over time. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then otherwise, um, I was, you know, I was, um, there used to be a bar in Sular that, you know, I enjoyed. It was a very short time that it was up. Mm-hmm. It was kind of gay, I think. And uh, I did, my friend, you know, said, oh, let's go do karaoke there. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's best my deals? best door. No, it wasn't the best deal. Best deal's still open. Oh. Um, I, honest to God, couldn't tell you what it was called. It was open for such a short period of time, less than a year. Library. No. No? It wasn't that. Damn. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't think of it. It was on, I did this leather thing with a bunch of people, and it was on, like, the tour of that, and I still can't think of what it was called. Damn. It's a, it was a hole in the wall. I mean, like, oh, okay. small studio, very small. Okay. A bar and a corner. That's really all you oh, had. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, uh, but the sound system was dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was an amazing sound system. Made um, most of the space. Right. And so he went and sang, and I, you know, drug me along. And so I was just hanging out at the bar. People that he knew from doing karaoke for so long in the DJ. So he was having his conversations, and I was just, like, hanging out, having a drink. People came up to me like, hey, what are you doing? How are you? Who are you? Whatever. Started talking, and then, like, I just, at the corner of my eye, this guy came up to close out his tab, and I was like, what are you closing your tab out for? He was right next to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I think I've had enough. I'm going to go home. And he was just this this tall, gorgeous, very fine, you know, very <laughs> just dapper, kind of, you know, just beautiful black man. Uh-huh. And I was like, so why don't why don't you hang out and stay for a little bit? Like, there's an open seat next to me. Like, hey, why don't you just chill for a minute? Don't close it out yet. Like, let's have a drink. <laughs> and he's like, well, all right. I, I, you know, I couldn't exactly tell that he was gay, but it's mm-hmm. like, I just threw it out there. Like, what the hell? Give it a shot. Yeah. And um, he was cool. Like, we had our little moment of fun on the floor, like, just dancing and doing stuff. Uh-huh. And then we just, like, had good conversation at the bar, which is very, very rare mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock at night to actually, like, have, uh, you know, a chat with someone. We were there until probably twelve thirty one o'clock. I like basically shut it down, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "All right, well, I'm going to go." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I thought I had you, and then, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, so then I like he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go like next door or whatever." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Maybe I'll hit you up later." So then he like messaged me because we got the numbers, and he's mm-hmm. like, uh, "Am I going to your place? Or are you coming to mine?" And I was like, "Oh, there it is. There it is. Little God, delay I'm, in I'm, your step." I'm jealous of your life. I didn't. I didn't live like you. I didn't get out there and shoot some shots, girl. <laughs> But he, yeah, so he threw the message and I was like, you can come to my place. He's like, oh, I'm already on the road. I was like, that's cool. I'll come to yours. Went out to Del Mar. Like he had the most awesome place. And yeah, we just hung out like the night. I'm a little funky when the morning comes. Uh-huh. I didn't anticipate staying over, but I was glad that I did because there was no way in hell I could have drove home, yeah. quite frankly. Um, and so he was a gentleman. He paid the Uber. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, like I had it, but he's like, no, I had you come out to me. So let me just, you know, give you some money for that. And I was like, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be here. Clearly I wanted to be here. Right. You know, but I never like him off like that. And, uh, yeah, we just hung out in the bed, had fun. And then next morning, same thing. And he's like, you want to go get breakfast? And I was like, ooh, ooh, huh? <laughs> I was like, uh, that's where it gets a little hairy. <laughs> you know, when I was in Chicago last, this, this really, really nice guy from London, mm. you love an accent, mm-hmm. you know, and he was soccer and like did all this like award stuff that i saw on the wall like everything yeah. was just cool about this guy and same thing like it was very early in the morning whenever i went over i just like on a whim gotten up 
And I was like, well, let's see who's on today. And he's like, you know, you want to go? He's like, I'm going to make uh, breakfast. I don't even know what he said he was going to make. It just, like, sounded amazing. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't do the breakfast thing. Like, that just, I feel like there's an attachment there. And it's not a bad thing so if you're looking for far. that. So for me, it is. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for that, it's awesome. But for me, I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. At, you know, I'm slowly starting to turn my way back to potentially looking for that yeah. at this point. But, yeah, at that particular point, I wasn't. It wasn't a, it wasn't a box to check on the list. Yes. And so he had said, you know, let's go get breakfast. And I was on like the, oh, I don't know if I can. And then my mind, I'm like, how can I get out of this? I don't have a car here. So mm-hmm. like, I can't just be like, oh, I got to go in the car down yeah. the street. Couldn't do that. And I really had nothing going on in the morning, not till like later evening. So I was like, you know what? Just suck it up and go. And yeah. I was like, where do you want to go? And he's like, yeah, let's go to Batoni's. And I was like, oh, shit, man. He reads my mind because he lived over in Telmar. Batoni's yeah. is one of my favorite places. So we go over there, had food. He drove. And he's like, so I was like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> trying to wrap it up. Like, thanks for that. He got me breakfast. I was uh-huh. like, thanks for the breakfast. It was really sweet and kind to of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and take an Uber home. He's like, I was going to drive you. I was like, you want to drive me home? Like, I kind of live a little farther than you do. I'm in the city. And he's like, no, it's fine. I want to drive. And I was like, damn. Damn, he's crossing off all the boxes that, you know, I'm not even thinking of. Yeah. So, you know, you opened the door, got in the car. I was like, motherfuck, this guy's going to try to get me. <laughs> you know, he was doing all the things right. And then the music was good. He, he was, we're on the same, like, eclectic palette, which isn't hard to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he had all the music. He's like, hey, you heard this song? And I was like, no, he's over there jamming. I was like, yes, you yes, like it. Okay. Yes. Outside of the bar, you can still get down. Okay, that's cool when you're sober. But, uh, yeah, he dropped me off and I was just like, do I invite him in? In my mind and. In my body, I was like, no, I just want to go lay in my bed. I've had three hours of sleep at best. You know, like, I just want to just get in my shower and go to bed. I just want to die in the bed. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I did. We ended up having a date a couple months later because we'd reconnected. But Uh he ended up uh, going back to Washington. So, yeah, I'm not sad about it. You saw you had a great fucking time. I mean, yeah, that's I look at these experiences and I hope I'm not looking at them wrong. To me, they don't look wrong as it's. A reason, a blessing, a lesson, whatever you want to call it, like season, a reason, season, reason, season, reason, lifetime, all of it. I and so that. I don't, I don't take these as bad experiences because mm-hmm. it's like I got to enjoy you for the time that you were here, yep. and even though it's over, I still got to take away a lot of cool stuff from that. You, you live one of my be- my favorite quotes is like, "I'm not mad that you're leaving. I'm happy. No, no, it's I'm goes not. like, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. Exactly." That's, you know, it's taken some time to get to that place in my life, but, you know, quite frankly, it's just easier to say, I don't have an attachment, Mm -hmm. you know? That's one of the reasons why I really enjoy being single. Mm -hmm. It's so nice to be able to come home. I say this to people all the time, so if anybody wants relationship advice, (laughs) be single for a little bit longer. Just think about it whenever you go home, unlock the door, keys on the table, feet on the coffee table or the couch, you got the TV on, and you're just chilling, you're just relaxing, you owe nobody nothing. Right. You don't have to do anything. I don't have to wear something shitty for you. I don't have to cook something crappy for you or amazing. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. I can just pet the cat, pet the mm-hmm. dog, yeah. feed up, do my own thing, right? not cook. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, I go out to eat so damn much, you know, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's an easier life that way. And I appreciate that. I learned to love it. I oh, mean, yeah. quite frankly, people say, you know, I was on a date-ish last night. Uh, I told this guy, hey, you know, I'll go to the coffee house. And he's like, yeah, I'm totally there. And so he went, and which, we had which coffee house? Um, I go to Park Avenue, Lafayette Square. Oh, okay, yeah, I've been love there. Park yeah, Avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we hung out there, talked. We have a lot in common, you know. Um, learned a lot. Like we kind of have parallel lives, which is a little freaky, but hey, you know, people, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so then we kind of, ch- you know, chilled around, walking the park, and we met from a hookup. It was just a hookup. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, hey, you want it? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? 
let's you know hang out again do whatever um and so yeah we there was a connection a little bit of a connection there mm-hmm. um so yeah it's you never know how you're going to meet people no. i knew um my boss whenever i first turned a salon and i was working the boss that i adored was gay and he uh was my age now actually and mm-hmm. he had a guy that he had met who was like 26 or 7 or 8 um, on one of the hookup apps and they hooked up and then it just turned into a 10 year relationship like overnight Damn. like next thing he's like yeah we've been together for 10 years but we met from adam for adam and i was like oh okay that's cool isn't that just for sex he's like yeah but the sex was so good he just kept coming back and i was like yes <laughs> that's how you market yourself however you have to do it but yeah unfortunately they're no longer together but hey yeah. they made it last that long hey it's you the, know what that's it it's okay and that's the thing about it i was listening to michelle obama who uh God, I just love. She was doing an interview about her book, mm-hmm. and you know the interviewer said, "You know, how have you guys, you know, lasted for so long?" And she said, "Honey, there have been some ups and some downs, and it's been rough mm-hmm. and tough. But you got to keep the work, yeah. and you got to put the work in, and you got to, you know, Barack wanted to get a book whenever we were going through a tough time, and and he's the intellectual that wants to study it and say, yeah, I'm gonna, we can overcome this, and we're gonna troubleshoot it together and support each other, and we're gonna read it from a book, and she's like, no." Yeah. I want to go to a counselor. Right, a person. <laughs> I want someone that is going to side with me. And then she found out, and this is a great thing, and I have been guilty of this too, that you never let somebody else determine what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Don't let somebody else determine your happiness for you. That lives within you. Mm-hmm. And if you give that piece and that chunk away, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be that grounded piece of you know that you need to be. And so I have learned that, and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm okay with not being attached, mm-hmm. is because I've discovered what makes me happy is living within myself. Yeah. And it's much easier whenever you're on this side of the rails than, you know, having yeah. to depend on people. You know, it's just, especially for your happiness. Don't ever give that piece away. And I, I think that's advice for everybody. Like, I was talking to a friend um, tonight, and I was just saying, like, you know, he's going through a divorce, and so forth and so on. I say a lot of people don't get a chance to figure out who they are before mm. they're put into roles that sometimes you get put in a role that comes with responsibilities that you never get a chance to know who I am. Now, right. in this marriage, I got a kid, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't even know who Responsibilities the fuck I stack am up fast. Or what I am. Right. And I'm already in these roles that come with financial attachments that I'm not prepared for emotionally, yeah. mentally, spiritually, whatever, before I'm there because I'm, because I'm at a certain age whatever like no like just because you 18 i'll make you grown no just because you 30 i'll make you grown no that's you know damn sure. that's not it like yeah. you shouldn't do something you're not ready for and right. unfortunately sometimes we're forced into those spots before we're ready and then we have to pay the consequences to where now i'm at 50 living my best life when i thought i'd known this shit at 20 i would have been somebody different but i was too busy trying to live up to expectations of my mom or the neighborhood i lived in yep. or whatever whatnot then that wasn't i didn't want to be like the scene from what was that Friday Lights? I don't yeah. want your life, you know. <laughs> that kind of shit is real. Like, yeah. this ain't my lane. Yeah. And sometimes because we have such maybe physical talents or whatever, we're oh, you should be this. Well, I don't want to be football. I want to be a fucking bowler. Right. But then sometimes the pressure from other people want to live through you. I want to see you do great because they didn't do great. Now I've wasted time, or I've been or I've been successful at something I don't want to do. Right. So now, how do I say I don't? want to do this right i mean i could be lebron i'm probably as good as lebron but maybe i don't want to be lebron i want no, to be exactly. the best marcus you want to be the best marcus yeah so it, you are totally right and i and i i'm i admire that and i wish more people will live take the time to I mean, too. 
to be them best selves, hella high and, water. You know, the biggest, the hardest thing, the hardest life lesson is it's okay to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, time for many things. Time to heal wounds. Yes. Time to uh, make mistakes. Learn, make mistakes, grow, mm-hmm. all of that. And, you know, like my niece, for example, God love you. She um, just graduated high school not that long ago, and she's got a guy, and they've been together for four years. That's the high school romance thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Trust mm-hmm. me. I'm not hating on that. I love that. But they just got engaged. Well, honey, she's still like 19 years old, 18 you years old. You, ain't like, you, ain't, you, ain't, you don't know. You ain't learned nothing, baby. And I'm always about, you know, college, college, college. I'm preaching college to all these kids. Like, you know, please have a plan. If you're not going to go to college, have a plan. I get this from Wendy. Have a plan of what you're going to do to support yourself and a potential family and to make money and be comfortable yeah. enough to support yourself. If you're not going to go to college, because nowadays you have to have that paper for everything you that get, you want to do. Either a trade or like Something. you have to figure out what you can do. That no you have to have a plan. Take away from She's you. good with money. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, then you should maybe go to school and consider doing anything financial with like financial planning, planning or investment or be, yep. um, you know, like a broker would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Anything with mortgages, a loan officer, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. Because she likes to talk money to people. Yeah. She's very smart with it. It's like you need – I would love for you to turn this into something. Yeah. That's very profitable for you. Yep. That's going to help. And, you know, if you're going to tie the knot with this dude, which is good, he's going to college, thank God. And, you know, he wants to still pursue his thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want you to get hung up because I think of it in my mind. Let's let's fast forward 10 years. And let's just say as a, as a potential, what if – what if – Something goes a little crossed, and you guys decide to split it up. Well, 10 years has gone by. You've worked in a bank. He's got his degree in his life. Mm-hmm. He's making good money. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're not, but now 10 years has gone by. You could have gotten a degree yourself yep. and helped support it yourself in some way, you know, way or come up with a plan yeah. because now you're going to be a little high and dry. Yep. Sure, you're going to have the money saved in the bank. That's going to be great. But that dries up really fast. Yeah, it does. When you're on your own and you have... You know, it's different whenever you have someone to split the bills with than it is whenever you're on your own. It mm-hmm. dries up fast. Real fast. Right. Yep. And, and he, he should want to, he should want her he was to the one. That. He was the one that, in, that uh, you know, did, did the engagement. And I think, and that's adorable. I, you know, proposals are great. But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's the other set of my family that I like to model after is what I look at, it, which is she's going to college in Texas. He's still here. You know, she went for a year and a half, two years on her own. He decided he wanted to move down there to go to a, a school that's around her area. Mm-hmm. But yet they still are separate, but yet they're still together. And they still come home to St. Louis, you know, for holidays and stuff like that. And that's whenever they spend their real together time. Because she's off doing her thing at college, mm-hmm. learning how to be a lawyer. He's doing business stuff and wanting to get his MBA and be a master in business. Mm-hmm. And so they have their separate lives. Yeah. They still communicate on the daily. And then in St. Louis, you know, they're inseparable. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And they've got the plan. Both of them have a plan of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Neither of them are controlling each other's happiness. That's good. Right. And yeah. so that's, that's, if you don't have a plan, it's two ways. One way you have a plan and you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Other way, go to college and figure it out, you know, yeah. but either way, it's like the game of life. Choose one. Yeah. You know, yeah, choose roll the that best dice. one for you. And, and For me, it started as hair school because that's what I traditionally really did think that that's what I wanted to do. Right. And in reality, I was just trying to figure out what my creative talents were. Yeah. Couldn't draw for shit. Could yeah. take pictures, but, you know, that doesn't really make a lot of money for me. Yeah. And, you know, could sing, but that's, again, not the right city for that. I right. would love to pursue a, a career in singing, you know, or at least that's a side hobby. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was it was opening the door to what it is that I wanted to truly do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I slept, you know, stepped onto Slew's campus and got my job with, you know, where I'm at now, headquartered here. It's mm-hmm. game changer. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. 
happy to, happy to hear hear that. What Thanks. advice would you give? Um, I guess you sort of spoke on that earlier. What advice would you give someone young that is teetering mm. on coming out? What what? I wish that I had a YouTube in? channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sit on a stool and I'm gonna tell you all the reasons why it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, advice, you know, there's nothing wrong in my opinion with seeking some type of help. Whether it's from a friend, whether it's from a therapist, whether it's from just looking on YouTube or, you know, please don't Google this. If you're going to Google, is it okay to come out? You're going to get all kinds of bad things and good, but you're going to want to look at the bad, yeah. if that makes sense. We're you're going to look at the good, human beings you're going to want to find the bad. Exactly. We're all a bunch of hot messes. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're on the fence and you don't know what it is honestly the best way you can do it is experiment that sounds crazy and terrible but the only if you don't know yeah. but you're like well maybe I, I watch gay porn or i like to watch men on men action or whatever mm-hmm. more so than the straight porn mm, i'm gonna probably guess to bet that <laughs> 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 you might like men and that's okay you know so you it's it's important to reach out you're you can't it's like you're trying to fight a battle by yourself it's really difficult to do you know, I, I'm very blessed. My cousin came out on National Coming Out Day, okay. which was in October. And I didn't fully know that she was going to come out, but it was her best friend and me and a few other people. We were at a restaurant, and I don't even remember what the celebration was for. I think we were just, you know, glad to all be together because we all live in separate areas and we could just come together for a night. Mm-hmm. And so... We sat down at the table, and she had kind of, she kind of hinted, you know, before she'd gotten there, that she was considering talking about it. And I never mentioned to her that it was coming out day. I just kept my mouth shut because I thought to myself, that would be a pressure if I go to you and you're like, oh my god, I, I think I want to come out, but I'm not really sure. And I come to you and I say, well, it's National Coming Out Day. You're like, oh, that's, I don't, I don't need to be in that group of people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to do this on my own terms. Right. So I never said anything. Of course, she didn't know. So we were sitting at dinner, and you could just tell that she was just struggling because she wanted so badly to say it. And she want to be free. Okay. And so, and I already knew, because she had said to me, like, I think this is, and I said, it never, until you can fully say, I am a lesbian, I am gay, mm-hmm. you're not accepting it yourself. Yeah. You know, and and I get that because of family background and all that jazz. So anyways, in front of her best friend, we were at dinner and all these other people. And she mm-hmm. said, kind of like how Ellen did it in her show. She was like, I'm gay. <laughs> like just came out. And you could, there was such a buildup. And she said, I don't know how to say this. And Charmaine's like, just tell me whatever you have to say. Just tell me. Tell me whatever it is. I may have told Charmaine, like, you might be hearing something that you probably already knew. Yeah. And so anyway, so then whenever she said it, like, you could just feel the weight. You could, you could just sense it. You know, energy was just so different at that point. Mm-hmm. Where she just felt like this sense of ah, yeah. it's such an awesome feeling whenever you can say this is who I am. I'm accepting it myself. To hell with everybody else. But yeah. I'm accepting it. And whenever she said that, Charmaine got up. She hugged her and she said, "Of course you are. I've known. And who cares? And so right. what? And what's the big deal? And it's not. I'm so proud of you. And you know for doing this and whatever. And then <laughs> I may have set up a coming out party already in the works. <laughs> With my friends who were at a bar, and I was like, is everything ready? (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. In case. And then we showed up, and I was like, oh, by the way, there's a party for you. Open the door, and everyone's like, oh, my God, yeah. She was blown away. It was cute. Free. Hey, yes. That's a young lady. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. So what what has been your, your, 
biggest struggle or your lowest point and what has been your highest high thus far? Relationships are challenging in the gay community. Let me just say that. Um, so I'll talk my lowest first and then I'll end on a high note. Okay. Um, it's incredibly difficult in the gay community to have a long-lasting relationship unless you're of a certain age. When I say that, I mean older. Mm-hmm. And even that's tough because you have – there's so much – I mean, and I believe this is probably true for the straight world too. You have so many apps out there. Mm-hmm. You have so many opportunities, as we call them, mm-hmm. to find alternatives. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy today. We had a fight, whatever. Well, I'm just going to jump on this app. I can go on well, what used to be Craigslist, you know, personal sites, mm-hmm. and just find a quick fuck. Yeah. And then somehow it resonates within me that that's okay, and I vindicated it because we had a fight, and I'm going to go back like nothing happened. Yeah. Bitch, that's not how it works. If you no. want to be monogamous, then you need to stay monogamous. If you want to be poly... Following that, if you want to be open, have that discussion. Yeah. You know, those. I'm a big person of communication. If you want all that stuff, then talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and for me, the struggle has been finding a relationship where they don't cheat. Mm-hmm. Or if they want to be open, which I've not discovered that yet with someone who said, I, I actually want to be open, so I don't want to be closed down. I haven't had that discussion. You know, when that bridge comes, I'll cross it. Right. But, yeah, for the, the people who have said, I want to be monogamous, it's not what it seems to be they cheat and it's even better whenever you know you show them pictures and say this is this is you mm-hmm. on a site and being i messy. saw it right yeah. being messy yeah. a, a friend saw yeah you know, somebody told me yeah cameras prove yeah <laughs> like and that person's like that's receipts. not me that's I not receipts. i have the receipts and the person's like that's not me and it's like okay Motherfucker. i gotta leave right because <laughs> clearly you you're living the Trump life. I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> so that's the lowest. Trying to find, you know, trying to get in a relationship. And for me, it's been, my longest was four years. Three and a half was, mm-hmm. or two and a half was my second. And um, yeah, relation. But this, in general, relationships are a struggle. Yeah. You know, and it is, technology has made it so easy to have your little nookie on the side if that's what you want. You know, and that makes it difficult for people who are not in relationships like that where yeah. it's open. Otherwise, the highest point, honestly, is um, <laughs> I love my fucking life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I live a fairy tale. I do what I want to do. do. I almost say what I want to say. And, you know, I'm really out there just to make people happy. I thought, wouldn't it be fun if for, as like a part-time hobby, I was some kind of gay comedian? Because my life experiences are funny as shit. I don't think of them as funny at the time. Yeah. But then whenever the friend circle is sitting and we're talking, it's like, what happened in your life today or this week or whatever? Mm-hmm. Even whenever we were just talking about like random shit in my life that happened, like yeah. I'm not going to get on that, but because it's a fun, it's a fun ride being, being in my shoes. Let me just tell you. Um, <laughs> it's just making people laugh because yeah. of the shit that happens in my life. Right. Makes me happy. Because I don't ask for this to happen. It just comes, you know? <laughs> and I'm not, I don't say no to it because it's funny. No the things intended. that, right. Exactly. <laughs> the things that happen are just funny. They're just funny and they make the best stories and you can't make this shit up. That's what you got to love about it. Someone, I've been approached to do, re, you know, like, you should be on reality. You should do some kind of reality thing where the cameras follow you because drama and just funny stuff follow you. You don't ask for it. It just, ha- like, things just happen, mm-hmm. you know? God, if my best friend was here. You would be able to fill this whole hour just on her life. <laughs> and me well, looking at her, her like, mm-hmm. And I can tell you it all happened. Shit. But yeah. It's just, yeah. I just love me. <laughs> all the bad, all the good. It's Absolutely. all fun. I have learned to take it all with 
the biggest grain of salt and just laugh at everything after you know when it because it's just fucking funny yeah it's all just funny like people that you encounter mm-hmm. you know like random hookups that you have it's like oh catfished or oh didn't realize that you had this handicap which shout out to people with handicaps that's okay uh-huh. but you know whenever you don't disclose that and i see you and i'm like oh shit oh, you know shit. then you're like i gotta sos somebody real quick to get me out of this situation because this is bad, Cause this is bad. <sighs> and i've you know so many times i've had to do that especially in the last month or so but, oh, <laughs> shit. please help me yeah it's uh luckily i have a reliable source that i can always count on to sos and be like oh my god in this terrible car accident you gotta come down here i'm like oh my god where is it like oh you gotta go (laughs) (laughs) i gotta put these clothes on and you're like struggling to get them on like come on now you gotta go i'm that judge judy times are rolling come on time waits for no one Woo! i'm telling you okay so what to close this out what would you like to tell the audience to close it out Mm, what what do i want to tell the audience james lewis's Words of wisdom for the cognac corner connoisseurs. Oh, what do you want to leave? Words of wisdom. With? I didn't anticipate this. Um, I will always tell you to be your true self. You know, there's so many people out there who think they have to live lies and discreet and whatever because of their lives. Whether it's people that surround you, whether it's in, in terms of family, or maybe you have a significant other and you're just keeping it going as long as you have to. You know, be yourself and. It's okay to come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate that in 2018 we still have to have these conversations that if you're gay, you're fucking gay. Just whatever. You know? Why can't we just sit in a room like we are? Mm-hmm. Straight, gay, multiple personalities, multiple colors, mm-hmm. genres, backgrounds. Who the fuck cares? Why can't we all just sit in a room and get the hell along? That's you it. know? In a country right now that is so divided, and I hate that word, especially right now, mm-hmm. that is so divided... Why let's pull out as much unity as we possibly can, mm-hmm. you know that that's that's us. That begins with us. We don't we don't have to listen to all the noise that's coming from the high up, high up, high up, mm-hmm. and you know trickling down to whoever is underneath that panel. Yeah. We create our own unity, right. and we we are that unit. Yeah, and it's us. It lies within us, and if we want it to be, it'll be. Yeah, we only got to do our part. Right. It's okay. So let's all be a unit. Well, I want to thank James for coming to Kanye Corner. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Y'all stick around because I plan on having a show myself. Yes, and when, He's gonna when show he has his show, I'll be on his show and he'll be back on my show. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Again, um, I had a great time talking to you. I hope my audience Thanks. appreciated this conversation. Thanks, and um, everybody, like James said, you know, be yourself. Be your best love self. Love yourself. Love each other. And together we can do anything. You know, we're better together and we'll be apart. Absolutely. So uh, this has been an episode of Cognac Corner with Marcus Boston and my great and beautiful guest, James Lewis. <laughs> Thank you. Until, my pleasure. Great to be here. Until next time, folks, be good, love each other, and be great. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Marcus Hey, how you, how you doing? Hey, how you doing?